Welcome to the Talk of Sykeston. I'm Glenn Cantrell. In the month of October, we've been talking about uh, music. We've had a lot of uh, local musicians on and groups and just talking about their inspiration and and their passion for music. And today, a little bit, uh, something a little different. Because, um, you know, when we think about music, there's all the different uh, people involved. There's the songwriters, the musicians, the singers. And today we're going to talk about um, the other aspect of, uh, you know, singing and, and uh, putting out albums and music, and that is the producing side. And so I'm kind of excited to talk with the young man that we have in the studio today, because I've, I've known him for a while, coached him a little for a few times, I think. Think even and uh, but Noah Brown is our guest today uh, from uh, New Madrid area, um, and he is uh, got a new studio opening up in Cape Girardeau uh, on Tuesday, November first. So this worked out perfect to have you on. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Can't so, wait to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, and I remember, of course, you know, friends with your mom on social media, and a while back, and it's been a while, she started posting stuff about music that you were making yes and it kind of took me by surprise now i mean again i coached you but you, you went to different schools and so i really haven't kept up with you and, and know what you're really up to right. except through your mom um wh- when did that start this this kind of love of of music and maybe trying to produce your own yes sir so well honestly i've always had a love for music um i found when i was seven or eight years old we went on a trip down to Georgia and I found all my dad's old like 80s, 70s CDs like Bon Jovi, Aerosmith, all that stuff. And that was like the first music I ever heard as a kid that was like, wow, this is cool. It made me feel something. Um, and I'm all about music that makes me feel something. But then when I first started wanting to make it was actually go back to freshman year of high school at Notre Dame. I was in theology class and uh, I had a rap battle. We had a substitute teacher in there, and I had a rap battle with a friend where we were just dissing each other. And then everyone heard about it, and we were kind of hyping it up, and I found out about SoundCloud. And so went home, created my own little song. It's just a joke, like a little diss track on a dude, uh, one of my buddies on the baseball team, and um, released it. And everyone was like, oh, it's hype. And I was like, oh, this is fun. I kind of like the attention. I also kind of like just like learning about it. And then over as time progressed, I got into Logic Pro X, which is a DAW program, and I was like, oh, this is super cool, all the stuff you can do with music. It was like a new world I'd never discovered before. And so through high school, I kind of dropped songs as ASAP Noah. Um, That was my name because it was my high school uh, Xbox name. And so I dropped music like that. Uh, people liked it. it. It wasn't good, though. Like, it was looking back on it, I thought I was doing something really good, but it wasn't that good. Um, but I really loved it. And so had some buddies that I'd do it with, and, you know, we'd put on just independent shows around town. And then one day I was talking with my parents, and they're like, well, what do you want to do with the rest of your life? And I was like, well, if I don't get to play baseball, which I was really into at the time, I'd like to do whatever I do on my computer. And we searched up. Um, found out that audio engineering was a thing where you could go to school for that and you could learn all the stuff that goes on in a studio, producing music, the technical aspects, all that. It really interested me. And so I went to school at Belmont University for that, audio engineering and music business for four years and just graduated a couple months ago. And then um, I'd say... Two years ago, April 20th, 2020, I started the Business Sound Studios, which I had always, I'd started producing for people, 
in college just for free, just getting around and just doing it all the time, trying to get better at my stuff. And I kind of realized right before COVID, when I was home, I started charging people out of my parents' bedroom to come over, record, and do all this. And I was kind of blown away that people actually came to my parents' bedroom in the middle of nowhere on a farm at Sykeson, Missouri, to record. And I was kind of like, huh, you know, maybe this could turn into a thing. And now it has, so, kind of, yep. yeah. Now it's it's starting to, for sure, definitely. So when you when you started and um, you're on your computer using the program that you use and then something better came out, like what, what was the learning curve for you trying to figure out all the – because, you know, a lot of those things, even GarageBand has a mm-hmm. ton of bells and whistles, and, you know, if you can really figure it out, you can do some decent things on that, on that stuff. Right. But what was the learning curve for you, like self – because at that point you're self-teaching yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. I say – the bi- a biggest learning curve I had was when I was self-teaching myself and then when I went actually to college, which there was great stuff on YouTube, but when I was completely new to it and all I had was to learn from myself, I didn't exactly know which the right which was the right direction to go into. Like, looking back on it, I was kind of looking for problems that weren't really there f- to be found on YouTube and, like, um, being able to go to school for it really boosted me and learning like all the technical aspects. Like there's no exact way to mix or produce, but you need to understand like the physics behind each different plugin, like what an EQ does, what a compressor does, all those different things. And I say that was the toughest learning curve. But once you learn the basics of everything, you can bring out your creativity in it. And that's where I really started to enjoy it was whenever you'd learn the things and then you can really bring out your creativity and make the most of it. Is that what's really appealing for you, the creativity of it? You know, having that thought and then putting the sounds together to make, you know, whatever that is. As far as when making music, I think so. And Like, I just love where music's at right now because once you learn about, so like you learn the basics of that, then you learn about different types of music. And what's cool about all the new gear we have nowadays is you can literally do whatever and you can do it on a budget. And so kind of just every everything you can do and how quick and I'd say easy compared to like how they're doing it in the 80s. I mean, it's not easy, but yeah. How, or even the 60s or 50s or whatever. Exactly. You know, because sound engineers, I mean, you had to have this in the studio and everything. Oh, yeah. But things have changed so much now. Exactly. You, you know, if you, like yourself, you started at home, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what uh, I think that was a great thing, too, because, like, the difference in, if you go to, say you go to Nashville, like, I engineered at Starstruck Studios in Nashville for a while, and... You go in there and you have to have the million dollar board and then each compressor is like $10,000 a piece and you can only use them once in that track. Like, I mean, it was kind of a ridiculous thing where you had to have tons of money to go and make music. And I mean, still to this day, they charge, I mean, for three hours, it would be around $1,000. For a whole day, it'd be $2,000. You know, most people, normal people that just want to make music that aren't signed to a label, they have no way to pay that kind of money just to record one song or two songs. Yeah. It, it needs to be successful afterwards too, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Got to make it back. So what were the things – so you went in, when you went into college, you, you've been making music, you go into college to start learning, really, really learning sound engineering. What were the things that were just blowing your mind like, oh, my gosh, well, I was doing it wrong all this time and had yeah. no idea? I'd say – one thing that I always think, like, this is the thing I always think about, that I spent so much time, um, 
I spent so much time trying to figure out when I was didn't have knowledge about it, and I was just looking up on the internet. It was uh, I always wanted to figure out whenever I'd record stuff. You know, you would record it through, and you have a track on that recording track. And I always wanted to figure out, oh, there has to be a plug-in to, like, take noise away from it. Because there would be, like, the static noise when I wouldn't be singing. Like, if there's an instrumental break, it always make me mad. And then I just figured out later on, you just literally chop and fade stuff. And I was like, wow, that's simple. So, like, just little <laughs> things like that. But I'd say also just understanding um, what exactly, like, physics-wise, like, when I put this tool on a track, what is it actually doing to the audio? Because to, to become, to get a creative mind around it, you have to understand, okay, the sound I'm hearing in my head, how do I translate it into real life? And so when you understand the physics of, okay, this tool right here, going into this tool is going to make it sound like that. And even if I switch the order of these tools and how the audio flows through it, it's going to sound different. So just understanding the physics of it all was really... I'd say help me out a lot. So, uh, and I guess the, to be a sound engineer, you don't necessarily need to know like music. You know what I mean, like mm -hmm. music theory or musical notes or right no. or yeah, you... definitely. No, I'd say as a sound engineer, honestly, no. I mean, as a producer, I would say you probably need to know, be a little more in tune with that kind of things. But yeah, as a sound engineer, I mean, honestly, it's a lot of math because if you look at music, music is math. So. If you're good at math, definitely sound Pretty engineer. Sound engineer. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it, so uh, teachers are always telling us to get better at math, and we were like, no, nah, we don't need nah, that. No, I don't need that. No, definitely. I mean. Was that a little surprising to you when you oh, learned that? definitely. I didn't. Well, whenever I went to go do an audio engineering degree, and I had to take like four levels of physics and up to calculus and math, I didn't really expect that, to be honest. Wow. That was but shocking to you to see that. Oh, list. definitely. But it's definitely useful. Like, you don't want to look over that stuff at all. So as you go through college and, and you're basically you're you're building that foundation, you are uh, working on your your craft. Like were, were you getting more and more excited about this path that you knew you wanted to take? Because as you were learning more and, and you're and you're you know actually applying it, mm -hmm. um, was that something that you were like, man, this is I know for a fact this is where I needed to be. Oh yes, definitely. I knew. As soon as my freshman year at college, I knew that, like, I loved this. I didn't know exactly if I was going to create a business or if I was going to go work at a studio. Like, I didn't know exactly my career plan, but I knew whatever I was doing. Like, I wanted to be in sound engineering. So the pieces just fell into place. Yes, pr pretty much. I mean, lots of hard work, obviously, too. But, yes, definitely. Yeah. And I think that's always pointed out in the past few weeks when I've talked to musicians and singers there it's it's hard work it's you know people oh, yeah. think it's easy you walk in you sing and you walk out or do what you do but it it is hard work oh yeah definitely i mean it, it's hard work but also i enjoy it so to me it doesn't always seem like oh i'm working hard but looking back on it definitely it is and i mean even if i mean a lot of people they think oh let's go into a studio session and hang out it'll be fun like there's this whole theory about it but it's really just working hard the whole time fast pace and um it's not as fun for like a side by like a bystander just sit and watch but when you're in the program when you're doing the work it is hard work for sure as you guys were looking at colleges noah 
Um, you know, Belmont comes up a lot with people who want to go into entertainment, singing, you know, that sort of mm-hmm. thing. Uh, if you've ever seen the Belmont Christmas thing, oh, yeah. uh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's a yes, big sir. deal. And it's amazing. Um, but what was it that, that it really appealed to you with Belmont? Uh, I mean, it's not too far away, but also it's in Nashville. Was that something that really just like, man, this is really where I need to be is in Nashville? Yes, definitely. Because, um, well, one, I liked the fact it was Nashville. It was also close to home because obviously I like being home, but it, it was, I could be back within a day if I needed to. But mainly with Nashville, um, if you're doing music and you're doing stuff like that, it's very important to be where the action is happening as well. And so Nashville, it seemed like, okay, I'll go to school there. Belmont University is the top program in the world, I believe, for audio engineering. And then also I'll be able to create connections and do stuff to be able to have a career in the music business after as well. So Belmont being in Nashville was definitely a big part of the decision as well. So, so I want to get to the studio in Cape Girardeau, but the really it starts in Nashville, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, yeah, so we, I, I run the studio in Nashville, and that studio is kind of a it's, – it's in my house in Nashville, but there's like a whole room and vocal booth. Like we've created a whole studio to a separate part of the house that people come and rent out. Um, so that's where I do stuff, and then I have an engineer that runs our studio here at Cape. And – Yep, we've been doing that for the past two years. So, so what was it that, I mean, you got the studio in, in Nashville. Um, what made you think, I, I really need to open one in Cape Girardeau? Um, to be honest, it was really, I looked back at myself and how much I loved music. And then even my friends that were doing music that weren't as fortunate to get to go to Beaumont after school. Um and be able to learn the stuff I did and be around the music industry and see how it really works. Uh, I really just wanted to bring something back to my hometown to be able to give back to the community in a way and also keep going what I feel like started me in my music journey. And obviously from a business standpoint, I wasn't sure at first if like, you know, would K be able to be a place where a recording studio can be. And so we had it in the basement of one of my former partners houses and it really just kind of blew up like after our first year we had done way more clients than i thought and then this year alone we've had around 80 80 to 90 clients just in cape alone so we decided to get the commercial property and go forward with that um but honestly to come back why i wanted to do it was to really just help give someone guidance in Cape because no one was there to give us guidance. And I always look back to where even how much quicker maybe I could have gone with music if I would have had guidance when I loved it at 15 instead of waiting to 18. And I also believe that we will be able to blow up some artists out of Cape as well because there re- they're genuinely is great talent in Cape. There is a lot of amazing talent in Southeast Missouri. Oh, definitely. I, I mean, it, it, I know people in Sykeston and Cape and other areas who are just local singers, and they're perfectly fine with that, right? Mm-hmm. They're perfectly fine with singing a national anthem here or there or church or whatever. But then there's so many amazing people in this area with this incredible talent. And when you and, and I and I have to think that at some point you even thought this when you come from a small town in Southeast Missouri. You don't really think, oh, I can go to Nashville and do this, or I can go to wherever and become, 
you know, a mu- music star. Oh, um, and then, you know, you always get the look from people, you know, oh, yeah, that's great. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> if, if when you have things like this, though, it gives people that extra little step that maybe mm-hmm. they wouldn't have access to without going to a Nashville or a Memphis or L.A. or wherever. No, exactly. For sure. And that's that's a whole piece because – at our studio in Cape, I mean, you're getting as professional sound as you would at our studio in Nashville or as you would in any studio in Nashville as well. So to be able to give them very well-produced music at a very good cost as well compared to anywhere else in the big city or big studios you'd go to, I think it's a great opportunity. And also a big thing we want to help people with is teach them the correct ways of the music industry because as you know if you want to have a music career it is so much more past just making good music like it's the marketing behind your music it's your nowadays social media presence all that and so with cape i really want to like my biggest goal of it is to create a scene in cape a community in cape that's learning the right ways pushing each other and really help artists see that hey this is a possibility you can Go and do this with your life if you want to. So this month, talking with a few musicians, one of the things that we talked about was, and, and we touched on that a little bit today, how easy, much easier it is for musicians, singers to make music, because if you can do it within your home like you, you were mm-hmm. doing, but also social media makes it easier, too, to kind of get your name out there. But at the same time, it's also made it more difficult yeah. because, again, consistency, getting constantly putting content out. And, you, and you, it's, that within itself is almost a full-time job. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And it's exhausting, too. And that's – but, like, the part about it is that's just if you want to make music and do it full-time, like, you have to do that kind of stuff. And it, it's a blessing and a curse, like you said, because obviously it takes away where, you know – to be able to make music and sell it, you don't have to have a label now because you have social media and you have other ways to reach people. But also, everyone has access to that, so it gets very saturated. So you constantly have to be thinking, okay, what's going to set me apart? What is different about my content than other people? Why will other people actually like this? And so it's a whole bunch of layers to it more than just the music making for sure. So let's say I'm a singer and I'm going to book some time with you. Give us an idea. What's it like from the moment I walk in the door? What 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 happens? For sure. So, well, first, all you'd have to do is go to soundstudios.com, choose your location, Cape or Nashville, and you'd book your time with the engineer on there. It's just real quick. It takes like two minutes, so you got your time booked. And then to tell you exactly how it's going to look right now, I'm not 100% sure, but how it had looked before um, – Really, you, most people say say it's a rapper that's coming in. They usually bring their own beats, or they might have us make them a beat in the studio. So we'd sit down, make the song. They might have lyrics or create the lyrics in the studio. And so they'd have time to write it, and then they'd go into our vocal booth, record down the song, uh, very fast-paced with our engineer. Engineer's very professional there. Uh, his name's Gabe. You record your song, and then we will. You can stay there for us to mix the song, mix and master it to make it sound good, or you can book another thing to have us do that on our own time at another time, and then you'll have your song back. And it's a, it's a really fast process. Usually, you'll come in and you'll have your song at least within a week, but usually sooner. Outstanding. So. And and uh, just to throw it out there, I mean, you 
any kind of music. Oh, yeah, any kind of music. And that was a big part of why we wanted to upgrade, because our new studio in Cape that we're opening November 1st, we have a band room, we have a vocal booth. We're also opening up a second control room to where people, upcoming producers or engineers that want to learn more about it can book this room and just have free time to work with gear and experiment for themselves if they weren't able to afford it right now. And where's the new studio located? Uh, it's 1216 Independent Street up in Cape. Okay. And again, Sorry. what's the website in case people want to go to it? Uh, soundstudios.com, and there's two S's in the middle. So it's S-O-U-N-D-S-S-T-U-D-I-O-S.com. How exciting. I mean, I'm, it's really kind of cool to have you come in and talk with, with me and, and uh, kind of get updated on where, where you've been and what you've been up to. Oh, for sure. And um, this is just really exciting stuff, and uh, I, I don't know, I think – Personally, I think if, if there's local singers, musicians out there, man, this has got to be exciting for them, too, to have this local studio in Cape Girardeau now. Oh, yes, sir. And that's what we've got. We've, we're very excited, too. We've had lots of people super excited. Um, I will say, if you want to book time for the rest of this year, I would do it quick because I think we have like six hours left in the month of November right now because we're pretty booked out. But I'm just I'm excited to see that the community is excited about it, too, obviously. Absolutely. Well, Noah, thanks for coming on the show, and good luck. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. All right, and I think you broke the record for most sirs in one in one show, so appreciate <laughs> it. Hey, Noah Brown, thanks uh, for joining us, and thank you for listening to the Talk of Sykeston. I'm Glenn Cantrell.